I'm Luca Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the You are locked on as Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member of MavsMoneyball.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, writer at Mavs.com. What you got for me on this Monday, Isaac? I just want to give a shout-out to Starbucks. Guys, Starbucks has helped my voice tremendously. I've got this medicine ball drink for three days in a row, and my voice sounds better. You can You can agree that it sounds better. It's it's on definitely the than up. the other day than Friday. Yes, uh, man, that was brutal. <laughs> or, or Thursday, but uh, yeah, it got me through uh, teaching twice this morning at church or Sunday morning, and now I'm just I'm so happy. Starbucks, you guys are great. Uh, and Not a sponsor out, of the pod, but if you'd like to be, if you'd like to sponsor the pod, uh, please hit us up. And shout out to Amari Cooper. Wow, really. Because you remember when I told that fantasy story? Oh my gosh! In the in the playoffs of my fantasy league, and how I played this guy who lost Kareem Hunt, but yet he replaced Hunt with Derrick Henry. Well, I have kept Amari Cooper on my bench all season long because he went from one sucky quarterback to another sucky quarterback. But this week, I decided to start him, and just. We just got to give it up because three touchdowns for Amari Cooper tonight. The game-winning uh, touchdown in overtime uh, for the Cowboys. He gave me 39 fantasy points, and I'm just I'm beyond thrilled right now. So, to to all the people out there that cares about my fantasy football and my stake takes, all um, none of them. There you go. All none of them care about your fantasy football team. I got roasted today for my steak f- flavor taste that I like. Yeah, you should you should roast your steak less. Well, I still enjoy my, my steaks uh, medium well. I think uh, one of our listeners, Brian, uh, I think it's Brian underscore PDX said it best. If you're going to do a steak like that, just have a burger. At that point, just have a burger. Nah. Nah, I do like burgers, but. <laughs> yeah, that's how you have your steaks, burgered. I did have a lot of international people reach out to me and said they like their steaks medium well and well done. It was kind. Of, it was kind of weird. Interesting. Like I, Interesting. I saw a Philippines person uh, who said, "Hey, in the Philippines, blah 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 blah." A Filipino per se. Uh, well, they. I don't know if they like live down there or not. They were just saying in the Philippines. In the Philippines. And then, oh, okay. Um, this guy from Argentina was saying the same thing. Yeah. Don't cry my, for me. I, hey, my my wife is Brazilian and she only eats well done steak. Interesting. So, yeah. I don't know. They're, I don't know. They're probably gonna be a bunch of international people that come well, at me. Maybe that's like, why oh, us Americans are obese. <laughs> 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 oh man! All right. Obviously, what we're getting to today is uh, we're giving a big update on the Mavericks. We are going to talk more about the Houston Rockets game uh, that the Mavericks had. If you didn't listen to our podcast on Sunday, and not many of you did it, we we did very well on Sunday. And uh, go listen to our instant reaction. We'll break down the entire. You know, end of that fourth quarter, basically from the five minute mark, we go. Honestly, we went shot for shot the last yeah. the last three minutes or so of that Luca run where he had the eleven points by himself. 
in the win against the Rockets. So go back and listen to all that. Uh, this this time we will talk more about the Mavericks versus the Rockets. We'll talk about the Haluka moment because we, we mentioned it a little bit, but we will we'll 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 talk about it. We'll break it down in uh, in this podcast because there's a lot of things you didn't get to see on TV that um that you'll want to know. And so we'll talk about that. We'll give a Dirk update. Dirk talked at practice today, and so we will talk about that. He 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 talked for almost eight minutes, and so he said a whole bunch of things. And we'll talk about that. And then uh, first, let's start out. Isaac, you went to a Mavericks Christmas party. for uh, It was a charity event. So give us an update on that and what happened. You posted some funny uh, some funny moments from that. Luca looking at cookies. and Well, huh, I, post, <laughs> I posted that on my personal Instagram page because I, di- I didn't want to post it to That was to funny, Twitter. though. I thought that was funny. <laughs> I know you would enjoy it. And I texted a few <laughs> Mavs people that uh, kn- knew they would enjoy it. But, yeah, so, like, they, uh, hey, the Mavericks. Hey, if, if- – if they can bring someone in to sing a song that says Luca is white and thick in the <laughs> arena while he's there in front of everyone, we can say, we can make jokes about Luca and cookies. Uh, well, um, stay away yes, from the cookies, Luca. I fully um, held back on posting that video of the Christmas party on my Twitter, but until I told everyone <clears throat> on the podcast, exactly, exactly. But I'll tell the story in just a sec. So every year, uh, the Mavericks do this annual dinner with Santa event uh, around Christmas time. It's one of my favorite things to go to. I didn't even write about it. Uh, I just I enjoy going to these events because. We talk to these players. We see these players after games, before games, after practices, and you know they're just in their uh, in their groove and what they do for a living. And at these events, they're a little bit more laid back. It's more fun. You just see a different side of the guys, and uh, it's just it's super cool to just uh, talk to not only players during this uh, these times, but just to see um, a little glimpse more of what this community uh, looks up to them as and. Uh, they so it's downtown they had kids it was like over 50 kids come in from different organizations and uh, they had this uh, dinner with santa they uh, read a book together with the team the team handed out uh, gifts uh, to the uh, to all the kids actually like each gift had a, a kid's name on it so it was really cool because like luca would grab a gift and go up to the mic and like i, I have a gift for phoenix and uh this little <laughs> phoenix would get up and like he'd run up there and get the gift from they had like little bikes and uh it's, it's super cool uh i, tw- I did tweet out a, a picture of so santa set in this massive chair and all these people setting the floor and around and all this stuff there was only one other massive chair beside santa and Dirk got that chair. Of course, and, uh, and I was like, of, of course, this is the head elf. I mean, this is uh, this is uh, this is Dirk right here. And um, Dirk would would Dirk be a good elf? Dirk would probably look like Buddy the Elf in in like the next classroom to normal people, for, <laughs> next to normal elves. Um, but so yeah, at the very beginning of it, um, it, it was cool because so like the players come in. They're setting at all these tables. The you know, the kids are setting at tables and stuff. There's a ping pong table and a foosball table. And just a classic. It, it's always cool seeing players at events like these because you have the younger guys who, uh, you know, some of them have family. Like the di- dynamics of, a, of an NBA team is so wild. And I was just yeah, talking about they're, this. Uh, they're, posting the some, they're posting some of those pictures when they hung out after the Mavericks uh, Rockets game. And people were saying that Devin Harris looks like the uncle to everybody. <laughs> To everybody you have that end of the spectrum where you have these older guys that have families and kids and 
some of them on you know second marriage <laughs> they've gone like that far into their life that they've gone through one already and some that haven't even started that whole thing that are 19 yeah. 21 and it's just crazy because I was talking to a Mavs PR person and we were talking and I was like, it's just because you have the JJs, the Dirks, like those guys, the older guys that are married, that have kids and stuff like that. Then you have the super young guys that's like Dennis and uh, Brunson and Luca and, you know, they have girlfriends, but, you know, it's just like they're just super young, all this stuff. And then you got like the in-between guys, like the Harrison, uh, the Harrison Barnes of the world, Dwight Powell's and Wes Matthews kind of in that. In that. Yeah, yeah, kind of in that. And it, it's just crazy that it's just funny seeing the dynamics of them, seeing guys at events like these because some guys are comfortable around kids and some guys are not. Like some guys, you know, some guys like JJ Barea has kids of his own. So he's just a natural, you know, with them. And it's cool seeing, of all people, Dirk, the coolest guy in the world, comes in and he just right off the bat, he doesn't go sit down or anything. Right off the bat, he gets some kids. He goes to the ping pong table. They start playing ping pong. He's showing them how to hit. He's talking trash. They're hitting it back and forth. Then he gets on the foosball table. And so it, it, he he's a blast, man. He, he's, he's, I mean, we talk all the time about how he's the best in the business and he's awesome. But so yeah, the cookie, the cookie thing. It was so funny because Devin's going around like the uncle, handing out. He has a platter. <laughs> he has a platter of cookies, and he's going to each table of kids, handing out cookies and stuff. And I just happened to be videoing when he's going to Lucas' table, and Lucas just catches eyes of the cookies, and like the plate goes by, and Lucas still looks <laughs> at the cookies. And so of course I sent it to Nick, and I'm like, Luca, don't do it, don't, don't. Go it only would have been better if he reached out his hand as Devin was like walking away with it, and just like. <laughs> And then he like stops and he's like, oh, I can't. <laughs> no, uh, but no. He sings those uh, even though he's white and thick. <laughs> <laughs> I no longer want to be thick. <laughs> oh, but yeah, it, it's just a, it was a really cool event. Really cool for the guys to to do something like that. Good stuff. Good update. Mavs always doing stuff in the community, and it's always good to hear about that. And and remind people that you know it's more than just basketball, and they use their platform. And they're doing good things out there. So, all right, let's take a break. When we come back, let's do the Dirk update. All right, Isaac, let's give a little update on Dirk. So, Dirk talked to the media today at practice, and he has been practicing. He's been practicing, you know, with he's been scrimmaging with guys. He mentioned that he's been <laughs> scrimmaging against non-NBA talent. I don't know why he specified that he was scrimmaging against non-NBA talent. We've seen him do some half-court stuff with NBA players. You know some of the some uh, other players in the Mavericks, um, and the most interesting thing about Dirk's update that he gave to me, someone asked him. You know, people kept asking, him, obviously, when do you think he's going to be? When do you think you're going to be back? Do you you know have a timetable? Do you know? And they don't really know. They don't really have timetable yet. They just keep saying soon. They keep saying soon. Someone asked him. So, do you expect to be back in 2018? Mm-hmm. And 2018 means the end of December because you get to 2019 when you get to january and dirk looked him oh yeah oh yeah like a very assured behind his behind that statement that he would be back by the end of 2018 so that's kind of our window now Uh, and it's december 10th already so we got we got 21 days we got three weeks in that three week span dirk will come back at some point so i think that's at least giving us a window um according to him at least 
Yeah, you know, they're back in November, towards the end of November, getting close to uh, Thanksgiving. You know, I think Carlisle said, hey, I think December's the target yeah. uh, at this point of their little timeline that they had formed. But, you know, you just never want to give timelines like that. It's just, it's so difficult. And yeah, Seth maps Curry. Are... <laughs> yes, uh, Seth Curry, prime example. And, um, and so, uh, yeah, they just... Um, they kind of roll with this December thing, and there was some buzz going into the weekend. Could he make his debut against the Rockets? And, there was this whole thing uh, with these cards, these Panini yes. cards that they changed the date for, and people thought that that meant Dirk was going to come back, and didn't. And, yeah, and then you know, and then there was some uh, some mini buzz about this Orlando game on Monday night, and how he was addressing the media after the after practice on Sunday, and does that mean he's coming back on Monday? And this three game homestand, will he? You know, will he come back? You know, in this homestand, and so he he, he already said, hey, I'm not going to come back for the Orlando game. He, he won't be back tonight on Monday, but uh, it should be coming. And, and I was just on Locked On NBA today. Uh, so go listen to that, the Locked On NBA um, National Pod uh, today. And he asked me the same thing about Dirk. And I was like, hey, it's soon. They keep on saying soon. I don't want to be like cliche about it, but it's coming. And I would say, you know, sometime in December, it's what they, that's what they've been saying. And so, yeah, it should be any time or the next week or two that uh, Dirk will be on the court, hopefully. So we talked about Dirk being on the court. Uh, we'll, when we get an idea of when Dirk will come back, let's have we'll have that conversation of what does it look like with Dirk yes. back on the court. Uh, he we put me we, on the we, spot today and asked me that question, and yeah. so I had to give something real quick. Uh, but we've kind of both of us kind of deflected that and just like, <laughs> hey, let's wait until he gets uh, he's actually there, and then not we'll because talk we about don't it. know, just because we, we want to let this team kind of play out a little bit longer. Yeah, exactly. See what it looks like when it actually is going to happen. So we'll have that conversation for sure. I know some people have been asking about that, but we'll talk about that. Um, the other thing, he said he was asked about Luca's run. He was asked about Luca in those games. He was asked about Luca in the clutch, and he straight up said it. Sometimes you have to give the ball to your best player. Wow. Breaking news. That's crazy that he is that smart to do that, to know that. Yes, give the ball to your best player. Yes, but it's 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 kind of crazy to me still. And and obviously we've been calling him the best player since what five games in. <laughs> yeah, you know that the legend, you know the the veteran, the veteran of all veterans in the NBA, uh, Mister Thirty Thousand Points himself. You know, uh, evaluating the talent, being there every day, being with you know there in practice, being there at you know on the bench, watching all the games. Declaring this rookie, this 19-year-old cart, the best player on the team already. It's still wild to me because teams don't give that up very often. And that best player on a team is a coveted spot. There's only 30 spots. We talk about, you know, uh, people talk to me all about, you know, if you want to be a broadcaster in the NBA, there's only there's only 30 jobs. <laughs> you know, there's technically 60 if you do radio or TV, and there's color, but most of the color people are former NBA players. And, you know, this, this coveted job, you know, they're president. There's only one of those jobs. There's only 30 best player on an NBA team jobs. And one of those now belongs to Luka Doncic, and that's wild to me still, and that, that the team is admitting that. Yeah, it's crazy. When I when I make the joke about it's crazy that Dirk's smart enough to know that, I mean it in a way of like he this thinks is Dirk what, is really dumb. No, I mean in this way of like <laughs> Dirk knows, like he he yeah. knows that um, he's like a lot of us when it gets into these tough moments. We we don't want anybody else to touch the ball except for Luca. And uh, so yeah, I'm I'm saying like Dirk knows too, like us as fans that um, 
you got to get the ball to him when it gets in these late moments and these, you know, clutch moments. You got to get the ball to your best player, and uh, this is what we've been clamoring for. It's what happened on Saturday, and it look it, it resulted in a win, and it's not always going to result in a win, but these clutch numbers definitely show that he should be getting the ball in the clutch, and uh, it's it, it is a it is a a crazy moment to think about, and it has to be a weird moment for guys. Um, like the Mark Steins of the world, the Eddie Sefkos that's been around forever, that's covered this team for the past couple of decades, pretty much Dirk's whole career, to finally see this moment in which Dirk is saying somebody else is the best player. Not that he's always been like, you know, like, oh, I'm always the best. No, not that like that. It's just this is the final turn-the-page moment of he's next. Luca's next in Dallas. When did Dirk not become the best player on the Mavericks? What year? That's a tough one. I'm thinking. Yeah, that's a tough one. I'm thinking 2016, 17, the year we started this podcast, the year we started it. That first year that we were both covering the team, when Harrison yeah, Barnes came so. in, that was probably the first time they had somebody that could that could be better. Yeah, because I because he was an all star in 2014, 15, 15, 16 was that team with. Chandler Parsons, Darren Williams, and them. Parsons, Dan- Darren Williams, and would would Chandler Parsons be better than Dirk? I mean, in the like the what eight games they played? <laughs> yeah, uh, you had Zaza, you had Darren Williams, you had Wes on that. Yeah, team. I still tell you, I mean, Dirk would still be the best player. So then, then you go to that season. I think you, I think you really just say it until Harrison came along, and then and he missed a whole bunch of games. Dirk also yeah. missed a whole bunch of games. He only played 54 games that season, 16-17 season when Harrison Barnes came. That's wild. Yeah. Harrison Barnes' reign as the best player in the Mavericks lasted two seasons. <laughs> um, Will Dennis Smith Jr. ever have a hold that reign? Wow. He doesn't now. In his career in Dallas. I mean, the odds are against him heavily. Yeah, <laughs> heavily. Um, cause Harrison Barnes held it for his rookie season and now Luca's here. And, but anyway, Luca has, that, that, he has a that title, uh, thick hold over this spot that, that, as best player on the Mavericks already. But that, that title doesn't, I mean, I don't, I don't put much weight into that at all because I mean, who, who has the title for Atlanta? Trey young, please get out of here. And, uh, you Oh, know, come on. Don't do Vince Carter like that. <laughs> yeah. But so it's like, you know, Steph or KD, only one of them can have that title. So I don't, I don't put that. I don't put. T- too much weight into the best player on a team thing. Yeah, I do. I think it's important. <laughs> I think it's important. Who is the best player in Atlanta? Not Trey Young. John Collins? The fact that we're just sitting there. Like, yeah, John Collins. Sure. <laughs> Who's the best player in Chicago? I think they're trying to figure oh, out. Oh, marketing. Jim, Come Jim, on. Jim Bowen's trying to figure it out right now with this practice. I think marketing's better than Zach Levine. Yeah, I'll take marketed too. Um, sure, that's the that's the answer. Obviously, he kept them from mutant from from a mutiny. So from a mutiny yeah. that adds value to his. Um, so another uh, any other things from Dirk in that update? Uh, I feel like we kind of went over all of. No, it. we're just excited for him to come back. I mean, obviously he's Dirk, and uh, we just want to see uh, for Mavs fans in general. 
him and Luca together on the same court will just be a, a sentimental moment. Any minutes that we can see them together will be something that we will cherish uh, for a very long time. Yeah. And I've said this before. We've said this on the pod before. View Dirk's uh, minutes and time this season as just icing on the cake. Whatever yeah. he can give us, that is much appreciated. Like, thank you so much. Um, he shouldn't get any criticism. He shouldn't yep. uh, anything. Whatever he can give us and hit some shots and hit some threes, that is amazing. It's your 24, uh, 21st season. There's not a single player in NBA history that's ever did it before. So, um, With the same team. Yes, with the same team, yeah. Because your boy Vince, your boy Vince Carter is currently doing it right now, and he will probably go to forty-two or Man, twenty. He'll probably go to when he's forty-two years old and play another season. That's wild. Still dunking on people at that point. Still hey, uh, can I give you a Luca stat? Give me a Luca stat. I'm ready for it. Okay, so you know how a few weeks ago I I uh, I went to Basketball Reference and I put Luca's uh, stat lines in the in the play index and said, "Hey, I just want to see how many people in the league." Oh yeah, are. you really you really rigged it to see which which people yes. would have the same stats as so as Luca. so many <laughs> so many people said that I rigged it. So many people thought I was like rigging it to get the white boy on a list, and I was like, "What? No, I just I literally just went to Basketball Reference and said." These are Luca's averages. I just want to see how many player, players in the league are averaging this. So I just did his points. So I did this today. The same exact thing I did a few weeks ago. And a few weeks ago, there were seven players on this list. It was like LeBron and KD and um, all these guys and all these top guys and, and Luca. So today I did the same thing. I did 18 points. I did six rebounds, four assists while shooting 38% from three. So at least those are the minimum. How many players in the league do you think are doing that right now? Man, so they have to you have to board, you have to get a couple assists, you also have to hit from range and you have to do it a lot. The key um, to this is the 38 much. the key to it is the 38% from 3. Right. And and before people come at you and say, "Okay, well that's kind of like that's kind of hard to come by, you know, depending on Luka could shoot like a couple threes a game and have a higher percentage and it puts him in a different category or something." He, he he shoots or he averages six three pointers a game. So it's not like he's just averaging or he's shooting like two a game and they're just set shot threes or something like that. He's shooting six a game, which is decent mark. Um, and he's hitting them at a 38% clip. So 18, six, four at 38% three point percentage. How many players? I think Harden is on there. I think LeBron is on there. Okay. I don't think that Giannis is on there. <laughs> oh. Doesn't have that three-point percentage mark. No, I don't think Westbrook's on there. Curry is probably on there. Durant is probably on there. Um, so I'm going to go six. Ooh, a little bit under. Seven? Wait, are you going to give me the number? <laughs> no, a little bit under than six. Hold on, I'm looking oh, at wait, something what? real quick. <laughs> a little bit under is six players. <laughs> I don't know why you said it like that. So there's five? There's one. No, that's not one a little player. bit. <laughs> one player in the NBA. And it's Luka. And it's Luka. No, nobody in the NBA is average that right now. So I went and looked at some of these guys that would get close. And it's the three-point percentage that, that got some of them is, you know, LeBron, uh, KD, their three-point percentages went down some. Steph doesn't have the rebounds. Steph, So Steph, uh, I looked at when you said Steph while I got I said, I want to see how close Steph is. And Steph is close. 
Uh, he's at five rebounds a game, so he, oh, you know okay. he doesn't hit the six rebound mark. <laughs> Steph shooting fifty percent from three while yeah. while averaging ten threes a game. <laughs> That's insane. So like it, it once again, this is not one of these things where it tells you know everyone. Oh my gosh, nobody else is averaging. And I, I didn't tweet it today because I just didn't went, want the backlash from it. Um, of like, oh, it's the one. Player, I'll tweet but, it this time. We'll see if it happens. It's bad. <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, that's just Luca's stat line. Of it shows you the the um, well-rounded game that he already has, uh, eighteen six four and the thirty-eight percent from three. But it's just crazy that you can average that, average that many three-pointers a game uh, attempts a game, and shoot it at such a high clip. And it just it's just another testament to where Luca's at right now. He's great. Is that what we concluded? He's great. I mean, I said. <coughs> I said he's a superstar in yesterday's pod. I, I, I guess I need to walk that back some at some point. My definition what? of a superstar, I, I wouldn't classify him as a superstar right now. So, yeah, I, I do walk it back because I've been criti- critical of that word uh, for literally over a year because for a while I didn't say Russell Westbrook was a superstar because um, that superstar title for me is a um, – I should have said potential superstar – uh, that superstar title for me is just it, it, there's only a couple players there, and you have to prove that you can win at the highest level. For me, it's just a personal opinion uh, on the definition that you have to win that. Um, you have to w- win a championship at the highest level and be that best player. So, like right now, you know, like as far as superstars in the league, I think there's only a couple, and that that's looking at LeBron and KD and Steph and. Outside of that, like for you know, Kawhi, and I think Kawhi is, and like I wouldn't consider Giannis a superstar right now. Not until he 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 wins a championship or at least gets his team to the finals. And so uh, Charles Barkley uh, was never a superstar, not in my opinion. Interesting. Was Carl Malone ever a superstar? No, he, he's a little different because he actually made some final runs and stuff. And yeah, you know, like for me, that that's the conversation for me is Carl Malone. Because you know he ran up against the greatest player of all time, and you know him and Stockton, it kind of sucks that they didn't get their thing. But I mean, I'm not complaining because I love Jordan. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I would say he's a superstar. Superstar is just everybody has their own definition of that. So interesting. See, I take superstar as more of having the uh, notoriety and, and the clout as far as having a superstar. Yeah, I, I don't think that Kawhi is a superstar. No one knows who Kawhi is, in my opinion. But I take it, I take it in a different way. I take the vanity, yeah, yeah, the vanity yeah, yeah, of a superstar more. more into account when I say superstar than than Isaac does. Which is kind of why stuff like this is fun, arguing semantics and talking about what we mean by all these different things. And so, how you all right, define let, Let's take a break. And when we come back, we're doing it. We'll break down the Hallelujah moment, everything you need to know from inside the arena, and stuff you didn't need to know. And we'll talk about the game a little bit too. All right, Isaac. So just break it all down. When it started, <laughs> there was a report that came out uh, by Tim Cato and probably others that they that Isaac Lee and Jason Gallagher of The Ringer were warming up and uh, doing a sound check while the Rockets were shooting around. And it made them upset because they had to listen to the Hallelujah song while they were warming up. <laughs> so that came out. And then uh, walk everybody through it. When did it happen during the game? How did it go over? It's been uh, it's gotten mixed reviews. 
Uh, it's definitely gotten mixed reviews. Um, you know, the Mavericks oh, fan. Just to, ha- let me explain. If, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, if you're not on Twitter all the time, because some people aren't on Twitter all the time. Some people don't even have Twitter. Yeah. He's the so, people some people faith- have <laughs> some people have literally created a Twitter and DM'd us and said, I just started a Twitter so I could so DM I could you, guys you guys and talk to you about the pod <laughs> because I, I hear you talk about interaction with the fans and I don't have a Twitter. So that's why we, we preface this sometimes with that. Yeah, so if you're not in this whole world where you're following us all the time like we are, um, The Ringer made this this song in this video called Hallelujah. It's it's off the Leonard Cohen song, Hallelujah, 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 that song. So they made this parody off of it. It was it was great, and it went over very well. Luca even put it on his website. <laughs> All the stuff went over very well. They ended up getting sued by Leonard Cohen. Anyway, we'll talk about that at a different time. The Mavericks asked the singer of the song, Isaac Lee, and former Mavs Moneyball writer Jason Gallagher, who's now at the ringer, to come and perform that song during the game. Now, according to Tim Cato of The Athletic, they considered... I haven't read Cato. Uh, they considered speech, bringing... <laughs> Bringing them in on Wednesday. Isaac, do you know who they play on Wednesday? The Hawks. They also considered bringing... Oh, no, no. The Hawks is... No, the Hawks is home. They considered bringing them in on Sunday against the Sacramento Kings. No. (laughs) There's a line in the song that said, The baffled baffled Kings took Bagley over Luka. And they didn't edit it out or anything. And uh, so they considered doing it that day, but they decided they didn't want to, to they didn't want to rub it into the king's faces. <laughs> that was what Tim Cato said in the athletic today. Uh, it's great stuff. So uh, and then it would have been the same with the Hawks, I guess, too. They want to rub it <laughs> rub it in their face too. But uh but that's not what he said in that article. But anyway, so they, they considered those days. They decided to do it on this day. They brought it all together. When did it happen during the game? Uh yeah, so um yeah, it kind of trickled through social media and through fans and stuff that p- fans were putting it together. Uh Mavericks would try to like they try to um keep it a secret for a bit and it slowly started trickling out. And uh, when the ringer and Isaac Lee and them are, are, are posting pictures and stuff on Twitter, like, Oh, we're here and, and all yeah. this stuff. Uh, then it, it became evident. Uh, you know, Jason Gallagher, he, he has Mavericks uh, connections and He's stuff from Dallas. Yeah. From Dallas. Uh, he did some stuff for the organization for Mavs.com and stuff in the past. And uh, before his ringer days and stuff. So he's very well connected uh, with the Mavericks and, uh, big, big Super Mavericks fan. Uh, I'm sure a lot of Mavericks fans follow him on Twitter too. He so. has a great piece about the 2011 Finals, him watching the 2011 Finals and his reaction to it. And he uh, he got he got drunk and he bought all the championship merchandise and like all the championship stuff. It's great. Go read that. It's hilarious. I laughed so hard when I read it. It's on Moneyball. Um, just look, look up Jason Gallagher, you know, Mavs title and stuff like that. You'll be able to find it on Google. So, so it, it, it became like, well, people knew it was going to happen in the second quarter and it, it, it grew into this like bigger story than probably what it was because, uh, I had another media guy texting me and say, Hey, I, I'm not gonna be able to go to the game today. What what's the Mavericks doing during the second quarter tonight? <laughs> and like he was like, "Well, he's gonna miss something." And uh, so yeah, it it was um, yeah. So it was in the middle of the second quarter when during during the media timeout, and you know, it wasn't a halftime performance. 
Uh, it didn't, you know, they didn't perform it on the court. Uh, it when the media timeout happened, you're like, all right, it's about to happen. They nobody walked out on the court, and I'm like, all right, this is kind of like I knew they were going to perform ahead of time. Like I obviously knew that, but like I, the the spotlight, the the lights went down. The spotlight goes over to where the maniacs are mm-hmm. in the arena. And there they have their setup. Uh, Gallagher has his wig and glasses on uh, <laughs> as the uh, guitar player. And uh, Isaac Lee starts singing uh, the Hallelujah song. And yeah, so it, it was, uh, it, it was a, a funny moment. It was, uh, they played this video on the Jumbotron. Uh, the, same, the same video that the Ringer and the Mavericks Twitter account tweeted out. That was the exact same video that was shown on the Jumbotron. So people were watching and uh, <laughs> watching Isaac Lee and stuff performing on the Jumbotron while the spotlight was on them over there with the Maniacs. And uh, <laughs> uh, it, it was fun, uh, especially for the first couple of verses. <laughs> but then it just seemed like it went on a little too long. And then even on the bro- on the broadcast, if you go back and watch it, you can hear the song still going on as all the players are walking onto the court. And yes. you can hear you can hear Sean Heath on the <laughs> over the PA kind of like end it and then try to start like like bring it back to the game real quick. <laughs> yeah, like a real quick like okay here we go. <laughs> Like it reached the point where the lights still wasn't back on. There's some <laughs> players still on the court, kind of just like waiting to get the game to start rolling. Uh, they bring the lights on. He finishes up the song. He finishes up the song literally like before they check in, check the ball in, and players are on the court, um, which is <laughs> you know, um, Jeff Skin Wade posts video of his perspective of it. Some fans try to get the old flashlight with their lights thing going. Um, but yeah, it it, it was a. Yeah, the Mavericks it, are uh, the the T-shirt, the Hallelujah shirt. Uh, it it went went for sale too, so they were promoting that. The Mavericks fully fully bought in on the Hallelujah uh, song and everything. They obviously they obviously brought him here to sing it live. So uh, uh, and Isaac Lee and Gallagher, man, they're they're awesome. And you can't I'm not you can't praise them enough for uh, for coming up with the song and doing the song and all that stuff. But yeah, it definitely got mixed results from. Um, from fans in the arena and media in the arena. It's because the problem with the problem with these, you know, internet things and the problem with um even, you know, stuff like this podcast is that the majority of the fans in the AAC night tonight, we've had this conversation about the the makeup of the fans in the AAC. Are older people that are not online. Yeah, older people that are not engrossed in all this stuff. They're casual basketball fans or they just enjoy sport in general. And so they have season tickets to the Mavericks and the Cowboys and, you know, all these different things. And they just go because it's an event and they love going to it. And a lot of people go and they don't know any of the names of the players or they go, hey, what about that Wesley guy? We've had him for a while. He's been terrible. You know, they don't know this day to day. They don't live by every single moment of the Mavericks. And so for this thing to come out and what is it? Two, three weeks later, two weeks later, for to have them perform it. It's awesome for us that pay attention to all this stuff like this. But for people that don't know what it is, super random. Yeah. <laughs> super and, random. and I will say this. I think even though I think it was it was cool, it was cool for the fans, it was cool for everybody to experience. And and Isaac Lee and Gallagher did a great job at, at Yes, yeah, nothing against them at all. Yeah, yeah. They they did a great job performing. I think it, it could have been um which I know there's a lot of scheduling and stuff around this, if it could have been a halftime. Yeah, it would have been uh, a lot different. Yeah, in and- uh, in Tim Cato's piece, he mentioned that the 
you know, the halftime being scheduled so far out, they couldn't move the one for, that was one of the reasons why they were thinking about doing it on um, Sunday with, against the Kings was because they could move that halftime, whatever that halftime is going to be, but they couldn't move the one on um, Sunday. Yeah, they brought, they brought this Saturday. Uh, dude that does magic and stuff, which is crazy because he set Indian style and hovered in the air like uh, six or seven feet, and I, I, I was baffled. I didn't know how he was doing it, but... So yeah, they couldn't. Wait, uh, how have we not talked about this? <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't move the the uh, uh, Indian style floating in the air guy, but he could move himself up and down. Oh yes, he could. different just not different planes and, of, the, just, of the atmosphere, just not, just not up and down the. Yeah, couldn't move. Couldn't move his time slot. <laughs> couldn't cut out a couple <laughs> tricks. All right, there you go. That's the Luca. That's the Hallelujah moment. It was a great moment for internet loving Mavericks fans. Yes, uh, but for everyone else in the arena, they were very confused, and so that's maybe why you're seeing some mixed reviews on uh, some takes on it. But but we enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Uh, it gave me something to uh, to work towards. <laughs> the Mavericks actually do care about parody songs, and I'm gonna keep working on them. <laughs> Got to step up my game. <laughs> they definitely do care about parody songs. So all right, there you go. That's a Mavs update for your Monday, guys. Have a great Monday. If you're going to work right now. Get it. Get after it today. Just like Luca did in the fourth quarter against the Rockets. Guys, we're just a couple of days removed from one of the most memorable games uh, for a while and Luca's craziness over the weekend. Go out and spread the good news of Luca this Monday and tell people <laughs> tell tell people This coming from uh, a guy that just preached a sermon today. He would actually know preached about, out of- about the good news of things. <laughs> I preached out of Luke this morning too, and it was funny. Did you um, say Luca once? No, I didn't. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> um, that would have been the greatest. I did walk up to uh, uh, this uh, teenager that we talk Mavericks every Sunday that I see him, and he has not been on the Luca train. And he, he's been telling me, of like, man, I just don't know about this guy. So I walked in this morning, I just looked at him, I said, you have nothing to say today, bro. Nothing to say. And he's like, oh, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. You're right. Yeah, he's coming around. I'm like, coming around. Coming man. around. Um, but, no, no, it, it, it's, it, it's good. So tell somebody about Luca's crazy weekend tonight. They play Orlando and, um, Mo Bamba, Jonathan Isaac. We could see Mo Bamba for the first time. I'm excited about that. Cause I haven't seen Mo Bamba. You're going to see Mo Bamba for what? 12 minutes. Well, I'm going to try to get there early and see him warm up and stuff like that. And just see the massiveness, how tall he is and, um, six, 10 wingspan. Aaron Gordon, stuff like that. They're going for their 10th win in a row at home, which would be insane. Uh, they the Mavericks they are. Yes, the, Ma- the Mavericks are. And uh, hopefully it's, yeah, hopefully it's another win and uh, another big victory before Atlanta, before Atlanta and somebody else comes to town. Trey Young. <laughs> Trey Young. I do want to give a shout out to Hunter Coleman. Can- is a, is a friend that listens to the pod and uh, I just found out he just he listens to the pod all the time so uh, I thought he was just like uh, kind of hitting there or whatever but uh, uh, he texted the other day some stats and stuff and he's like yeah you said this on the pod blah 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 and I'm like oh <laughs> shout out bro so uh, yeah um, by the way I don't do not expect the Mavericks to beat the Magic because the Magic what? have the Magic have a secret weapon if you say DJ Augustine Mavs killer DJ Augustine <laughs> Just kidding. They'll win. We're excited about it. All right. Uh, last thing. Um, they also have this guy named Evan Fournier. And just Google Evan Fournier. Hair. Look at Evan Fournier's hair. It has changed quite a bit. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. 
Peace out. Boom. See you down the line.